All right, it's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hello. Um, so, um, good news. I, I, I'm going to be going to New York, um, doing my solo show, Bright Colors and Bold Patterns, which if you're in the city, please come check us out. We're going to be at the Soho Playhouse uh, opening on November 12th. Um, and, uh, we're going to, we're running for eight weeks to the beginning of January. So check out brightcolorsandboldpatterns.com. Uh, it's a show I've done a couple times, uh, um, you know, back and forth. I did it in New York last year and then, uh, in LA back and forth. And it's, it's a blast. It's, it's so much fun to do. I mean, I hope it's a blast to watch. It's a blast for me to do because I get to pee a, a, a big, loud, drunk mess and, um, you know, and, and live in Palm Springs, uh, in the dead of winter in New York City. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, come check it out. The bad news, well, not bad news, but just, you know, meh, um, is I'm going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus from this show. I'm not sure exactly what, because um, hopefully I'm going to be able to get some recordings um, in New York while I'm there with some New York friends and some New York guests. So there's some great opportunities there. So so please keep checking back and um, hopefully we'll, we'll have, we'll, I'll get a, a handful of shows up and recorded, but it might take us a while to get them up. Um, we're not really sure where and how we're going to make it happen. But, you know, we're Feral Audio. We can do anything, you guys. We're going to make it work. Um, and uh, But if you if you don't hear from us for a few weeks, don't think anything bad has happened. And um, this just, uh, you know, uh, sometimes life pops up. Um, but I also, I just, I, I've been doing this show for about a year and a half now. And uh, it has been... It has been so wonderful for me, completely selfishly. I hope it's fun to listen to, um, but I have shown up so many days in just the worst mood, and I feel so relaxed and refreshed after I have the two guests on, and we all just kind of talk about our feelings or what we're going through. and And some days it's it's it can be really light and you know fluff, and then other days it gets really deep and dark. But it feels like going to therapy, and I so I want to thank all of my guests that have been on the show and I want to thank all the listeners who've given great suggestions and just support um, because I really didn't know what this was going to be when I started out. I just was like, I was a guest on a lot of people's podcasts when I was lucky and I felt like I was just talking about the same things and I was bored by my own life and I was like, you know what, I want a show where I bring people on and they maybe say something that they've never talked about before and it might be a huge thing, it might be a really tiny little um, stupid detail that they want to reveal but um, and, and I feel like I've gotten to know all of these people so much more um, and myself as well because it's it's crazy how how much more similar we all are and you and you want to and people reveal some really embarrassing things and then you know the other two of us just sit here and go oh yeah me too or I felt that or I've experienced that or you know um, you know and I, and I think that really ties us together and in this time in the world when we feel so disconnected and crazy it's 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 nice to sort of sit together and just and just talk and um, and I didn't expect the show to 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 take on that sort of energy but um, I'm proud of that and that has to do with every guest I've had on the show and every one of you for listening. So um, I'm obviously I'm not I'm not saying goodbye, but I'm just saying thank you for now and just to take a little bit of pause and just say I'm incredibly grateful. And uh, it's been a wonderful time with you and I'm looking forward to more and hopefully we'll have some really fun New York guests coming in. And um, and right now we have two lovely L.A. guests. So let's listen to them. How about that? 
guys. How are you? Oh, hi. Good. Oh, great. I'm sitting here with the wonderful Michael Feldman and Jeremy Rowley. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, what a wonderful afternoon. Mm-hmm. Burbank. It's great. <laughs> it's just a great Thursday. It's Overcast. 5 o'clock. The perfect hour mm-hmm. for was... just really energy. <laughs> oh, God. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, the... The energy coming into Burbank, just the bumper in front of me all the way. Oh, here I know, was. I know. So good. People <laughs> had just a, like, had a great energy. People yeah, pushing okay. through with just dull mm-hmm. insistence. And <laughs> just the most. You know, where do people have to be? Yeah. What do they have to do? Yeah. Why are there UPS, so many of us? A UPS truck took a wild and reckless risk in front of me. Really? Went on the wrong side <gasps> of the road at like Whoa. 50 miles an hour to get around a bunch of traffic coming at me. Oh, my God. And wow. he was just like, I'm, I don't know if he's off work. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or if he's like, these packages will be delivered. <laughs> right. But We're just like drinking Triaminic and just like <laughs> living this last moment. Just, you know, just like, here we go. I mean, and they don't have like a a door, do they? I don't know. I don't know how that works uh-huh. when they're on the road. I know they have. I mean, when they're parked, they have that like big open. Right. Like it's like on the opposite side. Of right. It. But, right. Yeah. I don't. But know there's how no escape plan. <laughs> it's just like full force. Yeah. I know. It's so crazy. Oh my god, what a nightmare! But would it be awful? I'm just to drive around LA all day. I just think that would just be would be murder. Nightmare. Yeah, I know. That's a Xanax. What Xanax? Xanax. I know. Yeah, it's the greatest. The greatest. (laughs) Do you take Do you take Xanax? I don't. I've tried it a bunch of times. I take it when I fly, and I and I really really does the trick when I fly. But I really don't like it because I don't like being like cloudy. I don't like feeling foggy. Well, I took it election night, and it really. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I would have had it that night. Yeah, it really it really helped. Yeah, Yeah. I feel sick. That night, I know. I remember going over to a friend's house to. For a celebration, for oh, a party, yeah. no, and like we all were thinking, and getting in the and, and getting in the, the uh, Uber at the time, when, back when we took Uber last yeah. year, uh-huh. and um, hearing the results on the radio. I know, so 2016, <laughs> and then like getting the and then being like, it doesn't sound great so far, but oh well, it's just you know these small states and the, that were already we knew were going to be red, so it's fine. And then I remember going over to a friend Jim's house and getting a glass of wine, and I didn't. I couldn't finish the glass of wine. I was clutching it so hard. Other people were pounding everything they could, and I was so frozen. And I started terror. early because I was expecting the worst. Because I always really? expect the worst. Yeah, no, I just I knew you were one of the few of us. I mean, I no. did not. I was so. We're coming up on the year anniversary of it. I know. Just so crazy that we've been. Just have to remind Living myself to this. shut off my Facebook notification. I do not I want that memory coming up <laughs> next week. Like, oh, no. No, yeah. no, no. On, no. On that note, but slightly more positive, I have a more a f- a fun memory, which was I went with Gary Anthony Williams and Jordan Black, who we all know are wonderful yes, people. Yes, wonderful. Uh, the... The first time Obama ran, uh-huh. I was with them at like a bar watching that come in and uh-huh. celebrating that he won. I know. Yeah. And <laughs> I that and it this makes me realize, oh wow, what if I was sitting there with him and he didn't? Right. How right, bad yeah. that would have felt. But nothing compared to this because then that would have been what, John McCain? Which right. I would not have chosen, but it of wouldn't have not, been but, the death but knell not, of right, right, right. democracy. It have been like, <laughs> oh what are, what's happening right yeah. now? 
we're living and a nightmare just, and a joke. Yeah, yeah I know. Time. I know. And yeah. it's just, it, it is all so crazy. Yeah. And everything just feels so corrupt. And now it's like, we don't even know who to trust or who to believe. And all these things that are coming out on both sides, everything, you're just <sighs> feeling like it's just a lot to, to handle. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then just like every time you check your phone, you're like, what's what's up now? What's blowing up now? What's headed yeah. towards us? What happened? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just like instant panic attack. As I soon know. I see the Washington Post. Like, I know. <laughs> my phone. I know. Well, and then today, I, I mean, I just posted because it was like all this news about like, you know, with the the budget and then the the Russia story and, uh, you know, and, he, and he's going to Asia. And then Fox News's big story was about <laughs> Catherine Bach <laughs> almost not booking the role of Daisy Duke. On Dukes of Hazard, and she was like, "I was half German and half Italian, and I didn't have TV looks, and I almost didn't get the part of Daisy Duke on this on this show that came out 30 years ago." But that and and that's breaking news. That was Fox News' story today about Catherine Bach. I couldn't believe. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, they really, you know, that's finger on the pulse. That's yeah, yeah. You never know." Um, bless her heart. I'm really glad she got that story out there. Oh, finally. Um, I know. Well, you know, the JFK uh, confidential uh-huh. uh, documents were released. Right. And, and this, uh, Catherine yeah, Missy, Exactly. She's, yeah. she, like, she it all comes out eventually. Eventually, we always find out everything that we need to find out. We finally released Did anything Papa come Ray? out of that JFK thing that we didn't already know? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was sort of like, I think it was just to like basically prove a lot, a lot, of, a lot of conspiracy theories wrong. But it was like, yeah, yeah Lee Harvey Oswald did it and it, it happened. And I think the whole you know, thing was just to prove that Oliver Stone is a kook. Because uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I, I actually read that. That is literally why it came out. Because back when his movie came out, that got so many people thinking, uh, more mainstream people thinking there's a conspiracy, uh-huh. that that's around the time, and I could be wrong about all this, but I think I read this, that that's around the time when Congress passed a thing saying, in yes. so many years, mm-hmm. yes. we do need to have all this come out to prove to everyone that nothing happened. And so Stone is responsible for this, for the big nothing coming uh-huh. out, uh-huh. I think. Um, which is so funny that a guy made a movie and then... 25 years ago, 25 and then years now ago, we're just now like going like, to release this in the middle of all this stuff. It's yeah. just like... Right. Yeah. And nothing came out then. They're like, well, in 25 years, we'll... We'll settle this. I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to like shake things up. I like, know, I know. I just like also like let's yeah. pass a law. Okay, in twenty five years, when they're basically people yeah. like, we won't be here. Right. Yeah. We'll just be let this be somebody else's thing that they can that they can <laughs> deal with or yeah. whatever. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. There's just a lot. There's just the a lot truth. going on. <sighs> and then our own lives. It's just like it feels like so oh, yeah. trivial to talk yeah. about anything else, but you just you have to. And I think it's really important to keep going you know because it's just like oh my god it can just be really heavy otherwise well what's going on in your lives uh, on a a lighter sense what's going on (laughs) i mean you have the child oh yes you have a child i have an eight month old adorable he's wonderful and adorable and we we dressed him in um so many halloween costumes i saw him in an elephant costume online Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah but see when they're this age they everything's so cute Uh so we didn't put it all out there but we put him in many costumes He Uh he was a pumpkin he was a ghost he was an elephant uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh, yes. Um, you love Robert Smith. You're, yeah, a, huge, you're my, a huge Cure fan. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's real fun to dress him up. But I will, I do want to shout out in a negative way the Pottery Barn <laughs> kids. They made this elephant thing that looks so cute, but 
it's like someone made it that doesn't understand how to put clothes on a, a living person because it's so easy to make kids clothes and you can just copy someone else that did it right. you go buttons or snaps or a zipper right okay mm-hmm. and parents zippers are better but just pick one no yeah. they did it like you just smush your kid in there you hurt him to put him in oh like, my god there's no well, that makes sense pottery barn is shit i worked there for three <laughs> of the worst months of my life when i first moved to la when I was 22, that was my first job. Was at Pottery Barn, and I was I sexually harassed. I talked about oh, it on the show. Really? That's what, yeah, oh yeah. Um, and but the, but worse than that, like that was okay. like the uptick of the job because that was the manager that I liked more than Jesus. the awful ones that would give you a, like every hour you had to have a one minute meeting, and <laughs> really? it was like yeah, the one minute update, like how many customers were in the store, oh, and oh my God. our focus this week is Micah. Oh. So anything with Micah in it is great. So folks, sell <laughs> Micah, 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 or whatever. Just the dumbest things and their furniture was crap it would always fall apart it would look good in the store and it was like at that price point where it it was like cheaper than you know like really good furniture but it would fall apart so it was just like you know it was more expensive than Ikea but about the same quality and and it was just it's all garbage it's just a nightmare you know I'm not allowed to this day to buy anything by mail from Urban Outfitters or Anthropology because they're the same company because one time I ordered some furniture from Urban Outfitters never do that speaking of low quality uh-huh. like it's like it disintegrates when you touch it uh-huh. right 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 yeah. so but I ordered a nightstand from Urban Outfitters when it arrived, it looked like they dropped it out of a plane without a parachute. Oh I'm my god! I'm not kidding. Like oh the my box, god. it was smashed. Like they, it was destroyed. Like a bomb went off, and I never oh. even tried to open it or anything. It was, it was open, but it was just. I took a picture of the carnage, and then I tried to tell them, "You got to come back and pick this up. I'm not touching it. It's on my doorstep." And they never came and got it. And oh. then I would give them updates like. Every three days, hey, it's still there. My neighbors are complaining because it's an apartment complex. Yeah, it's not right. my own place. And they would never come get it. And then finally, it disappeared. Like, I think somebody put it in the trash. And then they uh, were like, well, we never got it back. And so we're not giving you a refund. So I did the credit card dispute, got my money back. And then they put me on a list where I could never buy anything from them again. Oh, my God. Because they thought you were scamming them. After yeah. you were multiply calling them and asking them to come pick it up. Yeah, and I had the whole paper trail yeah. of like... You guys, you got to pick it up. It's sta- and I have the pictures of the state it arrived in. They don't care about any of it. Oh my god! So I'm on the black. Oh, and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm blacklisted for okay. giving you any more business. <laughs> anything ever. Oh my god! I love you. I will say every once in a while, my wife likes something from anthropology because they are a little nicer things. But we can't get something shipped to our. She house. can't get it either. Oh, because the address. The address. No, nothing. Oh, I love it. They won't send anything to that address. On that note, do not order anything from Overstock.com. Oh. For the very same reason, okay. yeah. it just comes. Okay. It's total trash, just pieces. And but we we ordered a bed frame on it, and because we're I, I'm married to a guy, as you guys know, um, oh. disgusting. Oh. Uh, how does that even happen? <laughs> And uh, we are the least handy people in the world. We just left it in the box for about three, four months. And finally, when we decided, like, we have to put this together, we open it up, and it's just like, it looks like it was dropped out of a plane. Like, yeah. pieces are torn. There was stuff missing. Oh, my God. So I call customer service, and they're like, 
sir, this was delivered like four months ago. Like, well, we just moved and we were <laughs> yeah, 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 waiting uh-huh. for the paint job to be right, done. In right, the room. right. And yeah, so it was He's all like, you figure. sound gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> waiting Sick. for paint. Click. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to paint. <laughs> it's so I just I mean I still I, I'm such we were just talking earlier I'm such a, an old timer like I have a hard time buying things online I will say and this is not this is a good transition I've you know um this this jean company that we work with on the podcast called Distilled is amazing and I've gotten my clothes from Distilled right. like clothes I'm starting to find that are great and so if you're looking for jeans go on DSTLD dot com and uh, and nice. I promise See, I'm scared this is my clothes online because I feel well like that's never, the thing like, I have a right. lot of, I have a hard time with like with shirts and so and it's like it's hard to know I also don't know I have to feel things I'm pretty tactile mm-hmm. and I'm like do I like how it looks and and looks on me and I wear it's hard it's hard to know you know and I always order the I I had a friend that was telling me about this tea that this 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 Chinese tea that's really good for hangovers and weight loss which I'm like two things I need help with uh, <laughs> called Pu Air tea oh, and so I was like nice. oh and he was like it's the it's the best you gotta get it so I ordered it off of Amazon and I got a brick of tea like it is it it would be 10 years worth of tea <laughs> Do you in the like mail that I have to break off. I even oh like bro- I like broke the skin on my finger breaking it off because <laughs> with with a knife oh, it yeah. is so compact, and you like put it in like a strainer and you have to like actually make it. You can't like I was oh, like that's... I thought I was getting a box of bags like I'm just you know and I was like what is all of this? I mean, I just don't order well online. Yeah, I don't know what's you know way too much for it. It's way too many things. Uh. Um, like I ordered magic markers online and I was like that was good because <laughs> I was I was I'm a child and um, you know I can order books online books, and that's about yeah. what I can do. But yeah. I can't even like I was telling you earlier like I can't take pictures of my checks and send them to the bank. I have to like literally put them in. <laughs> To the deposit slip. I mean, I'm just, I'm not that I don't need a slip anymore. I can do, I can do it automatically. I don't fill out a deposit slip. Do you everything. fill out one and then just keep it? Keep so it for my own records, exactly. So you feel like, sure. okay, this has been documented. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so crazy to the point where actually I, I had cash the other day and I wanted to put it in my bank account. I almost took a picture. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. That I know. We take pictures. Yeah, exactly. Just burn <laughs> your money when you're done. It. The picture of my cash. And then prove that you. These days. I can't pay with a picture of cash. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a picture. <laughs> Sir, it's clearly a picture. Look at this. It's an iPhone. I'm clearly doing well. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, it's um it's November. Can mm-hmm. you believe that? Do you guys have plans oh. for the fall? I, I'm pretty much here for now because yeah. I've been we've been traveling a lot. So where have uh, you been going? We were in New Orleans. I was telling him before we were in New Orleans for uh, Halloween the week before. Oh Halloween. wow! How uh, was that? Sounds it was fun. fantastic. It's, it's actually my uh, my minor revelation. If we wanted to. Oh yeah, sure. To, let's it, jump it, in. Not too early. No, um, let's do it. So uh, I think I mentioned to you every year we go. Jennifer Coolidge has a Halloween party. Yes, I mean just incredible. so jealous to go to that. I would love to go and she, see. Uh, yeah. She she she. Saw, uh, I do this show, Fairy Tale Theater, that she saw a long time ago, and she was at the show where uh, Michael proposed to me, and so she like became obsessed with us, and she invited oh, us to th- her party. That's cool. And we've been going for the past several years, and it's just so much fun. 
And so we went this year. The theme was pre 1940s. Okay. So we just were like, what What can we do? Because they really go all out there. Like, yeah. It's a total, a total. And is it at her place or is she it's rent at place? her place? Okay. And wow. it's just the most gorgeous gothic. And this is where they filmed The Beguiled, yes? Or am I wrong about I'm this? I'm not sure about The Beguiled. I know it was on the, I think, at the Coven season of American Horror Story. Okay. And it, it's, it's, I read online that the, that film, The Beguiled, the interiors were shot at Jennifer Coolidge's oh, house. So oh, so that it could God. be. I mean, but I don't know gorgeous. if that's real or not, if it's just, you know, some It's weird so internet. gorgeous. It's like cool. a plated yeah. meal, seated dinner, oh. like five-course meal for like over 100 people. Oh, my God. How it, amazing. It's incredible. And uh, Well, she knows how to throw a party. I've been to really, parties of her, not that one, but other parties of hers. And she like she does like the fun details that, oh, yeah. that are yeah. her out of her brain. Oh, my yeah. God. And Which she has like is live performances brilliant. during it with yeah. the weirdest right. like, you know, locals from New yeah. Orleans. It, it's just awesome. And... Um, so we went and we, we we were like, what can we dress up? Because we can't do like the whole renaissance. That We're just not, you know, that smart. <laughs> and we don't spend that much money. So we're like, what can we do? So we thought cavemen. Okay, that's way pre-1940. Oh, okay, I saw, I saw the picture of you guys online. Yes. So we okay. went all out with that. We got, you know, crazy wigs. He had a beard. We had like this leopard print, um, you know, like skirts that we like cut up and like furs. And um, I bought this uh, leopard kid's pajama costume. So I just cut that up and put it on top of me with blood. So it looked like, you know, just had fresh kill, warmth, fresh kill. Sure. Uh, loved how we look. So uh, got there and we both, you know, it's a crazy time. There's a bar, you know, they're, they're serving wine, hard liquor. And sometimes, you know, we have both at the same time and sure. proceed to get. <laughs> so I, I start getting pretty wasted. But uh, but my goal got really, really drunk. <laughs> Oh my god, I and, love it. Uh, so during dinner, he's very very drunk and I'm like, you should probably like just cool it. We were so excited because we also just flew in that day. We oh, usually yeah. like have a little bit more time, but we flew in. We're like, okay, we're here now. Now, do you um, take and, and again to bring this up, you don't huh? take drugs to fly. Not to fly. Okay. No, no, no. Just to get Cuz I would the be election. like I would be like on <laughs> yeah, I would be on Hardcore pillow pills, gotcha. like, you know, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay. No, I feel like I any used... flight, Drew, you're gonna yeah. Well, if it's San a quick Francisco? flight, like uh, San Francisco, the, the, or San Francisco Vegas is or fine. The problem with those flights is that they are really low and they're super bumpy. I just okay. really don't enjoy. I don't think I'm gonna die. I just think uh-huh. I hate the sensation and I'm so uh-huh. uncomfortable right. that it yeah. just and it and it calms my mind down because I feel like it's just yeah. a thing where I just I need to not worry about anything. Yeah. See, I'm just like, well, if I go down, you know what? It's been a good run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, worry I'm not up there. Going, we're doing, uh, we're going down, we're going down. As much as I'm just like, I hate the, the sensation. Like it took yeah. me until I was about 30 years old to realize, like, I hate roller coasters and I never want to go on one again because yeah. I only survive them. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't take oh. any pleasure in that since I've been thrown love around them, and, and now I just I, don't. Yeah. Now so, I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful I made it through that. <laughs> right. Like, right. And I just I'm like, that's just not worth it to me. It's just not like not fun. Also, now that you're but, older, you see like your int- your life are, is in the hands of this child. Yeah, I know. Yeah, literally, a child who just pushes a button, doesn't care about anything. Yep. Should not be there. It's, and it's yep. like, So much could go wrong. I know. Um, anyway, so sorry. You were, going so you were really. You were. We, you we were. Still, little and he was a lot drunk. yes he was a lot and uh after dinner you know we're like we're dancing and we have a friend there who we run into every year that we go and for some reason uh she had a little uh listerine bottle filled with <laughs> vodka 
that I would say is a, a big warning. <laughs> Never drink that. Because no. all the steps that oh. led up to that moment. First of all, like you're great. at a lavish party and you can get anything you want. Why exactly. are you going to drink out of a little Listerine bottle? <laughs> I would assume there'd be like acid mine. or something in there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, why else are you so doing? So Rock was like, okay. And so he just drinks oh. it. And, and I'm like, oh. that was not a good idea. No. So I keep dancing. And all of a sudden I see him <laughs> stumbling in the backyard. I'm like, oh, God. So I go up to him and he just like plummets face first behind uh, like this big bush like he he actually did to, you know to give him credit like know how to get out of the crowd so he's just like there and I'm like I really hope that he like comes to and like all I want to do at this point is get out of there without anyone seeing us because I'm like so mortified and embarrassed very Countess and, uh, Luann style uh, yes like, so at one point just don't be tardy to the party Countess uh, Luann or, or the, uh, money doesn't buy you class New York uh, Housewives yes okay yes, yes, yeah yes. yeah sure yeah. so the party's wrapping up he's still back there just lying down. I was like what are we gonna do do I have to like just hide out here until the morning because I really just don't want anyone to see us like I don't want to not get invited back to this party oh. so Tim Bagley spots me oh my god he's I like oh my god are you guys okay I'm like oh. he's not that okay so he helps uh, so it's both of us oh and <laughs> Tim Tim has had multiple hernias so now you're, <laughs> you're oh. Risking, I mean, Tim. I also, yeah. you're risking I Tim. Like, no, 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 I'm here. Help. So we get <laughs> also the nicest person in the world who's gonna really like. Yeah. be there. I mean, like, he's going to be, like, there till the end, like, yeah. helping you. Yeah, of course. So, so exactly. So, we, we, <laughs> we got out, and we're, like, in the driveway where everybody's leaving, and he just falls to the ground. He's, like, <gasps> on his knees, but his head is in the ground. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I, he's never, ever been this way, also, I should say. Like, I was going to really say, no, I mean, it's surprising. Problem. No, no, no. He I mean, really it, has never been course. like this. And uh, so, I'm, like, a little worried at this point, and, like, everybody's leaving, and I'm trying to, like, cover him with the leopard skin thing. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, hey, but, oh. and like, I'm like, I, I really, like, every time I try to call a, call an Uber and like, get him, it, it, they're like, you know, we can't bring him in the car. Like, he cannot get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to call an ambulance. <gasps> and oh, so, my God, I call, and again, never have done this, call 911. <laughs> and I'm also inebriated, so uh. finally it gets there, uh, picks him up, we go into the ambulance, takes us to the ER, and now we are cavemen oh. in the ER. It's like oh, we are my God. literally the worst improv oh, suggestion. My God. <laughs> it's like, I hear cavemen in an emergency room. <laughs> and so we're just like sitting and I was so embarrassed like because all these people like there were people who just got into car accidents like right, real right, right. horrible oh. horrible stories and I'm just like walking to the bathroom full on caveman oh my god we didn't you know have anything else to change into right and he's just lying there in bed and it was just like so mortifying and um, finally uh, like an hour later he wakes up because he had an IV drip in and got fluid he woke up an hour later he's like oh my god where am I and I explained what happened he's like I'm so sorry we can go out now I'm like we're not going out oh, we're going no. out now no, so, yeah, yeah. what time was this it was like 3am finally oh my god like I was wow. just sitting there I was so I was pissed but also like at least, like he's never really done well, this well this isn't before, like so. a this isn't a, a thing with him it was just like exactly. a, probably I mean when you fly, you're the, first of all that throws you off anyway, and you're excited. You're like off your exactly. turf. Like there's something too about like not being at home when you're yes. just like I don't really have any responsibility, and I'm having this really good time, and it just it gets you know it gets away exactly, with you. and it's yeah. also 
there's something about these like when you like, put costumes on and you're just like it, you're just like transported to some other and we're there universe. we already knew that like oh this is such a fun party so we just right. like got, dove right in oh my and God. then when we left I started to call a lift and I noticed that you know we were a few blocks away from where we were staying so I was like oh that was it was basically an Uber with a copay and an IV drip is right. that <laughs> sure. yeah exactly like it's all it all so we made it but it I love like just for me the revelation like it was like and and Jennifer felt so bad the next day. I was like, you should not be home. And we felt so. We kept apologizing. Oh, and no. like, so, you know, like there's this whole, and I just started thinking about the whole like, kind of like fetishizing gay couples and everything. It's like, we're the Michaels and we're adorable. Oh, and we need yeah, to be here. Yeah, yeah, and we're dressed yeah. as cavemen. And so like the beginning of the night was the picture you saw on Facebook. Yes. But the end of the night was like a selfie of me with him in the ER. Oh, <laughs> it's like, this is the God. part that you don't see. And I'm like trying to hide him. From, right, and I'm like, right. you know what? People have their shit you know like it's not like no and we've and we've all been there we've yeah. all had those moments where we'd start to because i mean i love drinking i drink every night but i hate being drunk it's like yeah, i just I get hate i hate when drunk. i start to feel because i think a lot of it's like the night starting to be over or i'm just not and i don't like when i start slurring or i'm trying to get my thoughts out and i can't say it like yeah and i don't get wild like i get i get kind of tired <laughs> and i get a little bit like i can maybe depending on what mood i am going into it it can make me grumpy sometimes i can get a little too touchy feely or whatever, but I don't like any of those. I, I I don't like being away from my personality that far. But I yeah. I love the feeling of like two. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like a little like my and I love the exactly. flavor of it. Like yeah. I'm also a thing about like I like how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I when I get into that, I'm like it's the worst feeling when you're just like, oh my god, I'm drunk and I can't get out of this, and it's just the worst sensation yeah and he was just so mortified he was like oh my god I feel like we ruined our trip because he was totally blacked out he didn't had no recollection until he woke up in the ER wait what happened and then did they I mean did they it wasn't alcohol poisoning or anything was it I mean I guess it was a little bit probably Uh like a little bit a little Listerine bottle (laughs) probably yeah I wonder what was in that because I'm wondering Uh, if like that there was something in there that was just like so I'm like that's step one it's like when there's a bar open bar like you really don't have to do should, that's so. that's also that one of those like yeah the one of the tests they're yeah. like maybe this is a bad <laughs> bad but situation. First, but, I mean he woke up the next day and we were he was fine. I mean I would be dead to the world for a yeah. week. I would need like a full. Well the IV drip really helps. Yeah, you know I, I used to I used to know this really crazy woman whose sister was a nurse and they used to get hammered together and then they would go home <gasps> drunkenly and, and they would hook each other up to an <gasps> IV bags like um, oh. banana bags and they would like <laughs> they would hydrate themselves and they'd be fine and it was just oh like my gosh, my God. rough. Uh, that's a. Rough, I mean, that is yeah. like drunkenly like stabbing your sister in the arm with a needle to get. Oh, uh, like, oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. That's when we know, you know, maybe hardcore. Too- maybe <laughs> maybe this is not a good a good plan. No, yeah. I just I do feel like that pattern is healthy. Over drink and get in, get it out. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you know, as long as you're taking care of yourself Uh, with IV, it's like, why not? I mean, it's like going to the gym the next day, like sweat it out. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just a shortcut. It's just a real thing. You know, everybody's fine. Shortcut. There's a pill for that. There's a thing for that. Just, you know, don't know self control. Exactly. (laughs) Just. You don't need it. 
just go just for it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I did. Lo- I love the image of this all happening at Jennifer Coolidge's house <laughs> yes. and just like dress escape. <laughs> yeah, and if I mean, if anybody is not going to judge you, it would be her. She's the most yeah. non-judge. Oh, no. I mean, she's just the like. The, the most incredible she, yeah. unicorn on earth. She really and, is. Yeah. So generous. And she's yeah, like, then, she, I mean, she really was like, I have to talk to the bartender. He makes the drinks too strong. I'm like, it really was not the bartender. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it was a Listerine yeah. model that really shouldn't have happened. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, she's pretty wonderful. Yeah. But wow. it was, yeah, like you said, Tim Bagley. Like he's so sweet. He took us out, and as soon as Rockless was like face planted in the ground, and and you know, he and his friends were like, uh, "We're leaving." He's like, "Is it okay if I go?" I'm like, "Oh my god, please. oh my god, you've done more no, than enough." You need to. You need actually. We're gonna need you to ride in the ambulance. The whole way but somebody then... did get a picture of us from a distance with me, like on my phone, and him down in the ground, like us dressed as cavemen. Oh and, like, my god. Thank you so much because now I have something to show my mom yes. when he, she bugs me why we haven't had kids yet. I'm like, oh my well, god, this is why. This is why so we cannot. This have is kids. what we, We're you know, ready. this is our yeah. lifestyle right yeah. now. So, yeah. Are yeah. you guys? Are you guys thinking about kids? Or is that? A, this, We're not. That a... I bring it up because my uh, my parents just out of nowhere. We've been married two years and they mm-hmm. just started hounding us, and I really totally surprised me. I'm like, wow, where did that come from? Wow. Like, what? I mean, I've never I've never wanted kids. Never thought about it. Okay. He's never thought about it. And so, like, just the fact that, yeah, I'm like, first of all, I married the son of a rabbi. You should count your blessings. Uh, <laughs> like, this could have gone so many other yes, ways. Yes, yes, of course. And, like, they, when they came to town last month, they uh, we went out to eat with them and uh, Rockless's parents. And he, they they brought it up in front of his parents. They're like, yeah. so, are you having kids? And, and, and so I was like, look, you know, we're trying. It's just not taking. <laughs> 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 and they were so uncomfortable. And Rockless got so mad at me. I'm like, they should be uncomfortable. They well, should yeah, stop asking that question. The question makes you uncomfortable. That's way yeah. worse than oh. you know than exactly. anything you would say in response. Yeah, like, come on, so. it's such a personal thing, exactly, and it's such a personal decision. And I think every uh, everything's right for the right people at the right time. I mean, yeah. it's like I. That's the thing that I that I when I get with you know. Now that we have gay marriage, it's like the pressure for everyone to want to be married and for everyone to want to have the kid exactly. and to have the and it's like, wait, we were told all of our lives that we we couldn't have those things and now we ha- we can which is so great but we shouldn't have to want them oh yeah nor should straight people should have to want that either it's no, like you yeah. shouldn't have to want like there are plenty of people that are like I don't want to be in a relationship or I don't want to be married or a kid or whatever and it's just like yeah and now why, yeah, why is it my responsibility about, like, to prove that like gay couples can have children I know, you know? <laughs> and I know it's just a thing where it's just like it, it or I just feel like sometimes people don't know what else to talk about yeah you know they're yeah. just like it's just like you're in college what's your major or what it's just one of those things it's just yeah. like I you know I don't really want to talk about anything specific <laughs> yeah. or singular about you. It's just about like well the next step has got to be this you know. Yeah. All those family expectations have always been so foreign to me. Like you know well when I was grow up this is what you do you buy a house and you you got to have kids and and there's a checklist and uh, yeah. and the only rule that I sort of think makes sense is that with a couple if one of the two people do not want to have kids, you don't have a kid. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. You, it, both people have to want to have a kid and then you have one. Yes. And yes. I don't care what the parents think and yeah. I don't care how badly one of you wants to have a oh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. But if both people don't want it, you don't do it. That's the rule. Yeah. yeah I, because yeah, I the know. kid is the most important thing. Yes. Not the family's yeah. opinions no. and not the exactly. one 
uh, adult who really badly always imagined blah oh, yeah. blah blah and the resentment you know? and, like, and the, and oh, the yeah. things that creep in when you're like I never wanted yeah. this kid and the ki- and that all and, and it punishes the kid that. yeah it, 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 the kid is the one that hurts and it's can't nobody guarantee else. that they're gonna have an outlet in comedy one day you know yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. no I know and I think yeah it's it's really rough when you see someone getting pressured into that oh, that sort of yeah. thing it's really brutal for everyone involved but especially yeah, yeah for that kid I tell my parents. I mean, if you want a grandchild, just a bad like, just you guys should adopt that. Like, right? Like, I mean, yeah, you, you do the yeah. same really way we would do it. Exactly. So you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just the same. It's just like with a dog. It's like with anything else. It's mm-hmm. like to you. It's yeah. like yeah. Only get when you have the the time and energy and the exactly. real desire and the love and your need in your heart yeah. to have that in your life because that's just not like. Just to have something cute to take around at dinner <laughs> and have something to talk about is <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't even want a dog right now. Like, let alone, right. <laughs> I don't want to know that I have to be home by two. Well, I to ultimately, walk I know I ultimately do want a dog, and I, I don't think I want a kid. I've never mm-hmm. had a desire for a kid. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the idea, but I really don't think that's. I don't yeah. see that in my in my future. But a dog, I really want. But I also know I don't have the time yeah. to take care of a dog right now, so yeah. I'm not getting one. As much as I, you know. I annoy my friends how much I stop in the street and have to play with every dog that comes up to me because I like dogs more than people. <laughs> so it's like, I, you know, I love them, but it doesn't mean I have to have one. Well, yeah, but once you actually think about getting one, the dog has to be the most important consideration yeah, of like, yeah. right. will it be well taken care of? Right. Uh, no, not at this time. Well, then that's the answer that's for not, that's you're exactly. not getting a dog at this, this time. time. Yeah, yeah right. right? Like, yeah. And that's how sane decisions are made. But it does seem like there was a point in the not too distant past and in other places mm-hmm. where it's like that's not the most important consideration. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know, which yeah. is mind blowing to me because I got this concept as a kid. When I was a kid and I wasn't being taken well well taken care of, I I understood all that. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is common sense and I don't get all the societal and yeah. familial pressures that override this mm-hmm. common sense mm-hmm. thing. And I don't care <laughs> Um, what pressure you have had on you mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, just don't have a kid or a dog if you can't take care of it. Like, right. it's so simple. Yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Anyway. Um, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. What are you going to What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you uh, about um, so many celebrities are being taken down now. Yes. With these big scandals. But uh-huh. I have... A million little fun stories that are a little kind of the opposite that are like about celebrities, kind of because I used to work in delis when I for day jobs. I'd love it if you have like I, I want to talk about how Kevin Spacey <laughs> yeah, and Brett exactly. are really lovely. Well, <laughs> yeah. true. going against uh, the grain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they Brett ordered the best Ratner, ham sandwich. Uh, so cute when he ordered it. He uh. sends me flowers. Oh, uh, okay, that's fine. That's uh, normal. <laughs> Really? Uh, with no <laughs> strings attached. No, um, no. I just think this. I'm glad all that's happening, and and the gross people are being yeah, me outed. But at the same time, just like the Trump stuff, it's all depressing. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, so I just thought it'd be fun to tell some stories. About oh, I love it. Celebrities that are like, like less depressing. So, um, uh, there's a few little ones. Um, <laughs> first off. Real palate cleansing, like easy one, is I was waiting tables at Greenblatt's 
Uh, yes. Matthew Modine comes in with his uh-huh. agent and has a meal. And this is like, right, I think uh, Cutthroat Island's about to hit. So he's oh, big. Yeah. Uh-huh. big. It's, big, it's before yeah. it didn't go well. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, this is a big deal. He's going to be an action star. He's going to do the first pirate movie that ever did Rennie well. Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis <laughs> and let's right? make it happen. Right? Yeah, sure. Because I don't know if you know this, but Pirates of the Caribbean is the first successful pirate movie ever. I did not know that, but that makes sense because oh. I know like pirate movie with Christy McNichol, which I loved as a kid. Huge right. bomb. Didn't do well. No. But even all the older ones like Errol Flynn. Really? Apparently those ones never did well monetarily. So back when Disney was doing that, the headline was like, you're insane. Like no one's ever made money off a pirate movie. And then they changed wow. that obviously. Wow. So uh, Matthew Modine is about to do this. So he has this whole dinner with his agent. They, it's like a $120 bill for two people because they had wine and stuff. And then the agent pays and leaves. Now, the agent doesn't fill out the tip. And Matthew Bodine's just chilling by himself now. And I – so I bring it up and I point it out. Hey, you know, he didn't fill this part out. And then Matthew Bodine goes, oh, well, it was his, you know, his treat. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like oh, instead of, whoa. like, saying, like, I'll – pay the tip or I'll right, fill right, it right, in right. for him or, right. or any number of acceptable outcomes. He's like, I, sort of like that's between you and the guy that's gone, you know? Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Now, look, I the reason I bring this up is because it is so trivial. This right, is not right. a takedown of Matthew uh-huh, Modine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, every time I see him, I'm like, that guy really should have just given me 25 bucks. And yeah. I, I feel like he owes me 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. And I have some friends who worked with him on something recently. They said he was delightful. I worked with him. I worked with him last year. He was uh, he was a delight. I'm He's sure one of the kindest, most lovely actors. So, and maybe it's just one of those things, too. You wonder, people are so, there's in such a vacuum or a bubble, they don't even know. I mean, not to even. Right. I mean, that's and that's just a. There's not an excuse. For I that. know, but it's. Like, I think it's he just, made a poor decision that yes. night, and I and I bring it up because it's funny because right. it's not going to make someone like hate hate the man. No, 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 no. I no, just no, think no. the takedown begins. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe he listens to this right now, and you might get a, a cute little Venmo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I would love it. Oh, I love it. But I and do. I would say ask for more than twenty five dollars. I mean, you know. Well, now interest. I guess interest. that's. Oh, I yeah. guess that's that's twenty percent. Right on uh, on one twenty. Yeah, I'm sure. Trying to be reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get um, it. <laughs> you know, I was a struggling waiter back then. Right. Yeah. So yeah. No, and that makes a big difference when you're when you are waiting tables, and it's it really adds up money wise. But it's also right. just the gesture yeah. when you're just like working so hard, and then you don't get tipped, and it's just and it's something like, like an oversight like that, and you're just well, like. But if you really add it up, he was a big movie star, and right. if I, yeah. I'm not a movie star, and I'm poor, and I go out, and the same thing happens. Uh, my friend pays bill and leaves. I'm not going to say sorry. That's between you and the guy that left. Right, right. When I'm not a movie star. Right, yeah. right. So it, I just I think it's it's interesting. Yeah, know? it's interesting. And it's also like you would think that they would. I'm like your waiter knows who you are, and the story yeah. will get reported. So even if you want to look good, right? You know, it's like that's the thing. Too, By the way, this like, is in the '90s, right? So yeah. he really could have cleaned up his tipping act. By I now. mean, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, maybe he goes way overboard. Maybe he remembers that, uh-huh. and now he tips, like, 30% every time to make up for that kid at Greenblatt's that he, oh my that he knows, he, he, that he, knows he did wrong. I feel so bad. So bad. I know that thing I did. Yeah. Okay, here's and the then next. Cutthroat Island bombed, so. Well, you know, that 
Karma. Might be the karma right there. That, that might be why he didn't have the first profitable pirate movie. Yeah. Right? See? Okay, then now the next one, uh, I will not be the first person to say something like this about this man, but uh, Sean Penn came in. Uh-huh. This is when I was, I went from Delhi to Delhi, so now I'm Jerry's Delhi Westwood. Mm. He comes in with right. Ro- Robin Wright. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who really knows to get how to get in the orbit of some terrible men. Yeah, right? for sure. <laughs> My God. Seriously. <laughs> Talking to you, Carrie Elways. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you pronounce his name? I think so, right? Yeah, I have yeah, no okay. idea. I always yeah. look at Yules. Okay, so um, so <laughs> it's morning, and, and it's like him and her, and then the t- two kids. I'm assuming they're their kids, whatever. Or there's two kids. And then they have a big fight, and then... <laughs> Sean Penn takes the plate of pancakes and smashes it on the table and gets up and storms out. And then she huddles with the kids. Like damage control, damage control. Everyone's looking right, at us. Right. And then, and then uh, he pulls up in his muscle car out in front uh, of the windows and just starts revving the engine. <laughs> God. Which is like what? it's his version of the horn, like get get in the car, you know. And then she hurries up, oh, pays the bill, hurry and then and then shoves him in the car, and then they peel out. But you know, basically, like Sean said, no more pancakes. It's time to go. And he pulled up the muscle oh. car, and it's like we're out of here. And I was just like, oh, this is who this guy seems to be, right? Like that seems you know? like. That seems like a story, like that. I mean, like seems like a scene he would play in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Or it seems like a, if someone was doing a sketch to play him. Yeah, and it's also just like, are you really that yeah. out of control that uh-huh. you just at all moments you're just living such a hot rage uh-huh. that you're just going to do that because it's like we already know that about you, <laughs> and you're in the middle of the day with your pancakes and your kids, like. <laughs> You know, and what is that about? I just don't understand that. Maybe he didn't want kids. Let's see. That's the problem. Well, yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. Oh, my God. Uh, and then did you, you didn't interact with him at all? Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't even my table, but mm-hmm. everyone saw this because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean Penn just went crazy on pancakes. <laughs> so crazy. I'm trying Jeez. to think of, like, when I waited tables, I waited on a lot of famous people, and I don't think I ever had... You know anything too, too crazy? I mean, I remember Helen Reddy, um, you know from um, um, "I'm Woman, Hear Me Roar" yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete's Dragon, which is what I love. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Pete's. She sat on the. She used to come to the um, patio at the Crocodile Cafe in Santa Monica, where I worked there. And excuse me, hold. <coughs> um, and she, I remember. Um, ordered some sort of Cuban chicken thing with uh, um and and she was like no beans or something <laughs> but and, why do you order that if you but I know beans. but then she didn't want beans and then it's and I was like and then I was I remember being like do you want plantains and she was like are you kidding me I lived in Brazil for three years of course I want plantains <gasps> like I was supposed to know that <laughs> and uh and I was like oh of, of course of course you seriously you're joking I mean I know she was like what an idiot and then um and then I remember she was reading a book called The Queen and Her Court. And and I was like, oh, what are you reading? Because we're just like, you know, I don't know. And because I loved her and I just wanted as much information. She was like, it's about a gay tennis player. And then she kind of laughed like it was her joke. And I was like, oh, oh, cool, okay. And then I tried to laugh back because I, I was like, oh, that was a joke. Okay, okay. And then um, I just was like, I came back and I just did that gross thing as I was a kid. I was like, I just have to tell you, I just love you. And I loved 
Pete's Dragon so much, <laughs> you know, and she grabbed my hand oh, no. and she said, I'll be your candle on the water. <gasps> yes. Sang the song oh, to me on the patio. Like she loved it. Like, it was just <sighs> eating it up. And I was she like, I mean, I out. just, I loved that about her. I was like, it's, you know. She turned was, on the marquee for you. She really <laughs> did. I got a free show. <laughs> And I made sure that kitchen held those beans and heaped oh, on the plantains. Office. Oh, oh yeah. Kid, I'm opening the box office oh, for sure. you. sure. Mondays uh, were usually dark, but guess what? <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Curtain going up. Terror roar. Um, Best decision you ever made. Oh, like, I know. Uh, I, just, I just love, like, the... the celebrities that just have such a... There's just... It's why we love them. They just yeah. have such an... Just out loud personality that's just like they want you know there there are plenty of people who are just like lovely normal actors or musicians or athletes or whatever and they just are you know great normal but like the ones that are just these like birds of a feather that are just like I'm gonna be this 100% of the time no matter what it's just you know you 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 know, and yeah. I mean, I, that's so much energy to keep up with, but I got it. Just and occasionally you're just like, oh, thank you for that moment. I remember in, uh, my freshman year of college at NYU, uh, we, I, I, I forgot how I got that. I think it was through my roommate. I got this crazy gig during the holidays of delivering Lincoln Center's like gifts to their big donors door to door. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, I went, one of them was Tina Howe. I went to her apartment. The playwright. The playwright. Yes. And she opens the door. And she's just glamorous in this like big white dress. It was like the middle. As of all the playwrights day. are. Yeah, well, like, yeah, that's the thing. I imagine. I mean, everything. Imagine was just... Clifford Odette would be dressed the same way. <laughs> exactly. She opens the door. She's like, "This is how an artist lives." Shh, don't tell. Ew. That, she what does said that mean? That? And I was so excited. Oh. I was like, "Well, that's where I'm heading." <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. just going to be exactly oh the same. You saw that. You, yeah. you met the ex on the treasure map. Yes, <laughs> sure. And it's just like, what was she expecting from that? And why was she oh. dressed like that? And it just, what is I don't the story know. there? Well, and usually I just like, I don't even get to go to the door. I get like the right. doorman. Yeah, so, sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. I got to see John Guerra. He was okay. just normal. Like, oh, yeah, thank sure, you. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Tina Howe just made a big Oh my God, I love it. I love, yeah. She's like, Lincoln Center's coming. <laughs> Put on the full gown. So God. I, I also yeah. uh, used to work at the Hollywood Bowl when I was a kid in the uh, okay. summers. And I would set up the dressing rooms for the stars. Mm, okay, uh-huh. so there's a couple little fun ones. Uh, John Williams okay. will not perform unless he has a, a bottle of vodka frozen in a cu- uh, giant cube of ice. Wow. And then certain kind of orange juice and all this stuff. And it was like, we were sitting there like, how do we freeze a vodka and oh my ice? God. How do we make an ice thing like you know <laughs> oh my god so how do we freeze a bottle and you know and then so we figured that out we did that and then um and then one I'll never forget what this is not about really Natalie Cole it involves her where they were like she has to have because there's always like you have to have this or they won't perform right it's all this or that right so she has to have bananas or she won't perform <laughs> because she's on her period and she you know it helps with the cramps but they kept going over this and I'm like 
you know, they all have this stuff where it's like you have to have it or we won't perform. So they they could stop there because we get the stakes. Their people didn't need to tell us about her cycle. Right. right? Exactly. Like that yeah. was my like, thing. Was thing like, like, I we feel, don't need to know about that. Yeah. And also like. Because okay. I know that part didn't come from. I, I know she wasn't like, I want you to tell this kid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that and I, also like, I'll uh, never forget <laughs> that. It's like one of those specific details that I'll not forget about yeah. you when I see the rest you. Of your life. Even though you're a human being like all right. women. And you you have a cycle that all women like yeah you know fifty percent wrong around. with that but it well, is no, personal and it's, it's like yeah don't yeah. pass that along just be like yeah there has to be bananas in there or else you know also people's people are so awful it's like there's yeah. many times like you know oh, yeah. it's like a celebrity can one time say you know what I love just frozen vodka and a block of ice it's my favorite thing it's just such a treat mm. and next thing you know it's like he will not perform yeah, unless yeah. he has that you know because that's their job and they yeah, feel like the more right. severe they are you know and they're looking for that and yeah. the celebrity always has to be the one to, you know, have to you know answer. And they might not even know that all these That's people true. are scrambling. And I will you know. say, all the spreads we would set up, the celebrity ninety nine percent of the time didn't touch any of it. And all their people devoured yes. it, and it was all for their people. Like none of right. it was for them. You right. know, usually, yeah. um, that that was a thing. Um, here's the most dramatic. One oh yeah, that this puts me in in history. Okay? Oh, is that a setup? Yeah, I, I literally lived an important part of history with this. <laughs> so back to Greenblatt's. Okay, at a certain point, the man that owns that place is a terrible human being. He oh. at one point he came to me. I was a waiter forever, and he was like, "Where you make tips?" And he's like, "You're gonna be a driver now." I was like, "Oh, I don't want to be a driver because they notoriously like technically you get tips, but people don't always feel like they need to tip you, so yeah. you make a lot." You less. also have to drive around LA. Yeah, all that, like I was just LA. saying, oh, no. and, and it's like instead of waiting on all these tables, you might get like three deliveries in a day two of which don't tip so yeah, it no, just like no. was like oh I don't want to do that he's like well you'll do whatever I say you work for me you know like terrible man oh. so now I'm a driver and um, you know working at uh, midnight one night they the Soul Train Music Awards are happening and there's like they ran out of Cristal bring them a case of Cristal so I'm driving in the Greenblatt's van and I got my Greenblatt's um, blue apron on uh, and I I pull through the intersection of Fairfax and uh, Wilshire because it's at the Peterson Automotive Museum Mm -hmm. is where they were having the Mm -hmm. music wars. And I pull up to the top level and get out and deliver the Cristal. And then I drive back down and I'm sitting at the light uh, to leave Fairfax and Wilshire. And all these cops descend. And it's like a million cop cars. And it's it's like they're coming at me. And then all of a sudden they go right by. I'm like, whoa, what was that? And I just keep driving. I... I don't know what happened. Next day, I read the paper. Uh, Biggie Smalls. Oh my God! Was, I knew you were gonna say was yeah. killed. Yes, and he was killed. The place I was sitting at that stoplight was where his car was. Uh, and when he was sitting there, when they pulled up next to him and they shot into his car, they right. killed him. And that that happened when I was up there um, delivering the crystal. Oh, my God. Then the, the car that shot him drove away. And then his people that were driving, they didn't get hit. So they drove him to the hospital and he died. So all this happened in this spot. And then I come down seconds later and I'm sitting at the spot where it happened moments after it happened. But they're all gone now. Oh, my God. And I put this all together from the newspaper and the time and everything that I read the next day. So I was Whoa. like technically present when Biggie got shot. And then and then I sat in the spot where he got shot before 
the cops put it all together and then went and taped it off and like looked for bullet casings and all that stuff. Oh my god! You know, well, and, wow. and had that. Ha- I mean, had you gone down there just just thirty sm- seconds? Uh, yeah, quicker with the whole delivery, and I'd have been like behind the car and witnessed it, and now they're going to kill me because I saw oh, it or yeah. whatever. Oh my god! Or who knows? Maybe they wouldn't have done it, and he'd still be here. Oh, I know. You know what I mean, they or they probably would have followed him to another <laughs> light. Style delivery guy. <laughs> yeah, or maybe I'd be implicated. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, and if you had been a little bit later, you would have been detained and stuck in True. all that forever, yeah. too. But I, I just, that was a big one. That's crazy. It was like crazy. I was there. So now, uh, a couple weeks later, I drive by a, a cemetery, and I remember, this is a random thing, but I remember seeing one of those news vans, you know, where the, uh, the antennas uh-huh. go up real high. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, they're doing a story at the cemetery, that one where we go see movies, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood one. I remember seeing that. Now, I didn't know anything happened, but then I'm reading the paper, and it was like right after I drove by that, and this is like a few weeks later, apparently that antenna went up and it hit a power line, and then the reporter, uh, so now the van's electrified, and the reporter goes to get out, and maybe the driver's like, oh, wait, don't, you know, because the tires grounded them, but once you step out, so she got, like, horribly electrocuted. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, and I saw right before it happened, because I saw the van, I went, oh, there's a news van, and then it must have happened moments after, and now I'm thinking, so you're living I'm in the final bringer destination. of death. <laughs> exactly. You are final destination. But it's not to me, it's to the people around me. Well, thanks oh, a lot. Fine. <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> Michael and I feel really yeah, comforted like by this. that right now. Go home so, over the hill. But no, it, <laughs> 6 the street uh-huh. ended in the, this is all 90s, so apparently in the 90s, I was the bringer of death. Oh, my God. Not anymore, so you guys are good. Now you're the bringer of life because you're a father. Right? Isn't that really yeah. lovely? Right? Yeah. So I, Wow, I that, is, that is, that's wow. so nuts. It's so crazy. The whole electrifying thing. Like, I remember oh, reading oh, oh. about that also, like, you know, even in, in New York, like, whenever there was, like, down power lines that uh-huh. you don't see, if you're just stepping Oof. on the sidewalk, I'm like, I, why not be scared of literally everything? Yes, <laughs> like, just yes, standing yes, on the sidewalk. Horrifying. Just, and to also know that could happen and it could hit it. And as long as you don't get out, you're fine. But if you touch the ground and the van at the same time, it's like you're getting the full power of the city coursing through, you know. Holy shit. Just, yeah, horrible. Um, Well. Well, hey. (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, I I also just like it's just so crazy how much is happening here at all times. It's like just the amount of. You know, just crazy, just stories that happen. People, just the mm. murders on the street and murders. And that. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like it's just a. It's it, and yet we hear about it. More we hear the about it. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. exactly. The internet, yeah. But it's also just like we sort of walk about our lives peacefully. It's not like we're we're really experiencing it, or you're just near missing it. Yeah, we are. You know, we're always chance. near missing things because yeah. it's just like it's just because of a little <laughs> this one little moment and a light that you had to stop at, or mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a call you had to take at a certain moment, or like you, and it's. Just it will it can change everything and it's mm-hmm. just it's it'll I, never not be fascinating. To I me. feel like I, I made it a real downer. So I'll tell one more little <laughs> quick one so that we don't end on a downer. Um, when I was in college, I went to college in San Bernardino, and there was this little scholarship I won, and they said, "Oh, you now you get to go with these people who went to Cal State San Bernardino. They they make TV shows at Paramount, and you get to go spend a day with them and intern." And so I went to oh, cool. Paramount. It was a very cool thing. Yes. Uh, the funny thing is they were like, well, normally the person who wins this scholarship is like a behind-the-scenes person, and we could do a lot more for them. You're like, you want to be an actor. And they were basically like, mm-hmm. we're not 
I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. They're like, we're not, we're not going to give you a line. On our, yeah. And it, uh-huh. but it was also like, now that I look back and I know how it all works, I'm like, you could have given me a line on one of your TV shows. Yeah, like, cause they exactly. were like fancy people. But Come anyway, on. they gave me money to go to school. That was yeah, very nice. Right, of them. Yeah. So uh, because of that, I'd been on Paramount a lot. So now cut to a year later, I graduate from school. I'm in LA. I joined a theater company. I'm taking classes. And, but I, mean, I got that thing of like, I want to get my career going. I don't have an agent. I want to audition for something. So I get this stupid idea in my head. I'm like, I remember when I was on that Paramount lot that one day when I took a tour with these guys, there were people just auditioning for things like you would see it. So I'm like, oh I'm just going to go, I'm gonna go Paramount and I'm going to go audition for something. I'm going <laughs> to crash the lot and audition. So I go to the uh, the same gate that I entered. And I remember that day I just told them who I was there to see and said I had an internship and they let me in. This is pre-9-11. I was going to say. It's yeah, so very yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. So I go and I go, oh, I'm here to see, uh, you know, Bilson DeMaio Productions. And they're like, Oh, I don't have you on the list. Well, you know, I won this internship. And they tell them the same story. Uh, I told them that. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. They don't want to deal with it. So, that means. so that gets me in the gate. Now I just go walk around. I'm like, I'm, I'm look for an audition. Uh, because I remember, like, it was weird. I don't know why they used to do this because I've never seen this before. Uh, I've never seen this since. But they were, the auditions were, like, out on the – almost like on the on – the, outside like the table to sign in it oh, wasn't okay. mm-hmm. you know like so i went out and i found one and i was like oh there's uh, an audition for something and uh i look at the sides i'm like oh i could play i'm right for this i could play this and i really was it was like my age oh, my and God, so it was a part i could play so i auditioned and then uh oh by the way the auditioning part wasn't that easy i sign in and then i sit there and i learn the lines and then after an hour goes by you know, they keep not calling me because they weren't, I wasn't on their list. Right. And then at one point, I'm like, okay, I got to try this. And I go, uh, I'm sorry, you keep, I think you skipped me. I've been here for like an hour. And she's like, what's your name? And then I tell her, she's like, I don't even know my list. Who's your agent? Now, I had gotten this agent that was like, John Gerler and so Yeah. Is one of these, you know, first uh-huh. agent that like, uh, yes. I auditioned for, I did a monologue in his office and he's yep. like, I'll take you. Yep. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to eat gold for breakfast. He wore yeah. like a fedora with a thing in it and he had pictures of him with like old starlets on the wall. Oh, like, yeah. And so uh, they call uh-huh. up Don Gerler and they're like, did your client have an audition for this movie? And he's like, sure he did. Uh, and yeah. Because I was sweating, you know. Because if he was even confused, he could have been like, "I don't. What are you talking about?" But he is never confused. He knows how to play the game. He does. He goes absolutely. Does your client have an audition? Of course, he does. He's in the mix. uh, What a stupid question. Girlers, people are always in the (laughs) mix. Call me when you've got a booking. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you wasting my time with it? So he says yes, and they go, "Oh well, we're very sorry, Mr. Rowley. Come in." So I audition. I get a call back. Okay? Oh my god. I get a call back. I go, I do well. I don't get the part. But here's the fun thing. It was for uh Edward Norton's role in Primal Fear. What? Whoa. And I auditioned for that and got a call back for that. Uh because of my like I'm going to go crash Paramount. Wow, and that's a wow. huge one. It would literally yeah. won him an Oscar. An, an Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, maybe he I think I really he was just nominated. Maybe he was just nominated. I'm such yeah. a nerd about that stuff. So he might have been just nominated. But he I mean that was the that was the role that broke him out. Everybody yeah, was yeah. like who is this guy? Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. we no idea. 
That is unbelievable. So, so great. Yeah, and uh, you know, it doesn't go so far as to like, you know, they wanted me and I was unavailable. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you I couldn't got... get Don on the phone. Uh, I know. You know what? Yeah, Don wouldn't call. Don had too many demands. <laughs> you needed vodka and a block of ice. You needed bananas. They're like, you know, this kid seems like a lot of trouble, and I don't even oh, remember auditioning. Uh, I calling did. Send, I sent over my writer right after the yeah, callback. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. That's always <laughs> a really, that's a really smart idea. No, but I remember. Yeah, and I, I, I oh, got a callback for that, so and then I, I saw that casting director again, maybe ten years later for the mm-hmm. first time, and I, I remember they didn't remember any of that, and I didn't bring it up, but I remember it was like this little secret I had, like, oh, I snuck in here yeah. once, you know. Oh, I wow. admire that so much. I'm yeah. so scared to do anything like that. I, you know, I. I mean, I do remember when I when I first moved here. I had just I had so much bravado. Like I wish I you know, because well, my, I think I was naive enough to not yeah. know what that could cause. No, I know yeah, exactly. No. It was the same way. I, when I moved out here, my roommate's um, dad was really good friends with Kevin Costner, and so we went to a premiere of the um, For Love of the Game. That you know, we remember <laughs> oh. that one. Yeah, that old classic. One of his baseball. <laughs> one movies? of his baseball movies. He did a He's done a couple. Um, And we went, and I remember meeting him, and, you know, he was lovely and whatever. And then it was like, this is my agent. And I immediately met her, and I was like, hi, I'm Drew Drogi. I'm an actor, and I'd love to talk to you. And I basically was like, I'll I'll take Kevin Costner's agent. (gasps) And I will say that... um, her name was J.J. Harris, and she gave me her full name, and she gave me her phone number, because I was so, like, you know, and so I was like, oh, I've got an agent. In my mind, I was like, I, ha- I mean, I was like, that was easy. Like, I was there for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I think it was at UTA, and I and I called and um, talked to her on the phone, and, and she talked to me for an hour on the phone. And just basically was like, I'm not going to be your agent, and this is why. And but it was so helpful. She gave me so much information. That's awesome. She was one of the most lovely people that I, especially in the first couple of years oh. of living in LA, because it was just like you do deal with a lot of like the dons and the crazies and the, you know, the, just the creeps and the bat, you know. And it's like you're dealing with, and and she was basically like, you need to go to school. You need to get training. You need to build up your credits. There, I could do nothing for you. Um, this is how it worked. But she was so patient with me on the phone and it was just like, and I just know that I would never do that now. Like I would never, I'd be so scared to even to this day, even to a friend's thing, to approach somebody to be like, oh, yeah. I'd oh, like God, to get yeah. a job. I, guess yeah. I just feel so gross doing that. But I didn't even, it wasn't even like a thing where I was like, I'm going to get in and I'm going to, I don't really know how. I but have also no idea you're that, told when you first come out here by yes. other people, other actors, it's you like, know, this is how you do it. You meet an agent like, and you yeah, need to get an agent. Like, and yeah. it doesn't matter that you're yeah. like, this was, you know, uh, you know, a, a movie star's agent. And, um, and um, I, I know a few years ago um, she died and I did, I did, I talked about her on my old podcast and gave her a shout out because she was like, I was like, oh. what a, what oh, a really fine. cool yeah, lady yeah. to do that because she could have easily never returned my call. She could have written down oh, a yeah. false number. You know, it was like, I remember it was like on a, you know, it was like, it was torn off of a universal envelope and I remember like what her handwriting looked like because it was so special wow. that she took that time to basically say, get in line and get good at what you do. You don't even want to be thrown into the the you know yeah. fire pit, yeah, you're so green, you don't even and know most anything. agents are the opposite of that person. They're just oh, yeah. not good people. I, yeah, you know, I, I think it's uh, being an agent is a hard business. It's a very hard business, and so it. I, I think it attracts a lot of terrible people. Yeah, and you know, no, I mean, I and I will. I mean, I. I that's why I've been with the same agent for a long time because I really like him as a person and it's yeah. like so rare yeah. to find rare. somebody really that you like. Rare. 
yeah. because you know, and the, and that uh, because yeah, I mean, I feel very lucky in that way because you've I've had so many over the years that I'm like, even if they're good at it, you're like, I loathe to get on the phone with this person, oh, or <laughs> or they're just gonna talk about something that's so gross that I don't, that's, or they just yeah. see, you know, or whatever. So um, right before I moved out here, actually, I, I was uh, a touring colleges with this educational uh, solo show I was doing, mm-hmm. and at one of them, I, I, the woman was like, "Oh, what are you, what are you doing next?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm actually moving from to to LA." She's like, "Oh, my my cousin's a, an agent. I'll set you up." I'm like, oh, so I, I, I just her cousin loves that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You found me, yeah, talent. So I felt like, oh, just an agent, whatever. And I look at, and he's like one of the biggest agents at CAA. Oh my god. Like, ju- it was like two weeks after moving here. So I was like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. And people say you have to wait 10 years, two weeks. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I go to that building, which is the most cold building on the planet. Yes, it's, you know. And I go, I have this meeting, and, and it was the most awkward. I was so green. It was like, he was like, so, so what do you have to show? Like, he thought I had like tape or like something. I'm like, he's like, I hear you do a show. Do you have like, you know, a bit of it or whatever? I'm like, oh no, I, I uh, have a headshot. With the resume. Oh my god! And then at one point, I was in the mouse trap. And (laughs) exactly, Exactly. people said I was really good. I was in in the chorus of Oliver. I was in noises off, and then I did tech on Lissa Strada because we did a kind of thing where one you can be in, and the other one you have to help out. So I'm really glad I did. I'm really glad I did the farce (laughs) comedy. Uh, And at one point, I'm like talking in circles. I'm like, I I just have to like keep my energy up. Blah blah. blah. And and he's just staring at me and then he goes you you got a little and he like <gasps> oh, <laughs> waits oh, to no. the corner of his mouth and I'm like I just had some dry spit all my dreams is faded oh my god I know I know but he did but he did oh, and my it god. made it for a great end of the meeting <laughs> so I, I had a woman come up to me after a show once and she's like do you have a commercial agent and I was like well you know I, I do but I don't I don't love him to be honest, and she's like, you know, you should come meet me. I think you're fantastic. Okay, so I set a meeting with her. It, it took like a month to figure out the schedule, so I go in there. She keep, makes me wait like 45 minutes, an hour. I finally go in, and and the whole time she treats me like, well, who are you? Was this some favor meeting? And then like oh, is oh very God. like grilling me. And then at the end, she's well, I'm just gonna tell you now. I don't, I don't have any room for new clients, so it's not. Oh ha- my God, it's not happening. And I was like. You you called go, me and asked me to come in here. Yes. What, what happened? I honestly think this woman, I don't think it was like a power thing. I think she's she drunk. A memory thing or drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like yeah. I just think she forgot. Yeah. I think she literally forgot who I was, the show she saw. She forgot she ever met me. She forgot she asked me to come in to meet her. I think she forgot the whole damn thing. And then that day, it they was also like, forget that they work for us, you know, in a way. And like, I yeah. understand that, like, that's what we really want. But, you know, like, and I'm glad there's a shift happening where it's like the creative people are getting a lot more control because it's like uh, people are going, we don't really need you paper pushers that much. Like, you have yeah. to really have a passion for your people and treat them well. Because that kind of shit is so, uh, it's just, uh, that's like, how would that work in any uh, other job? Right. Yeah. Where I, I don't remember setting up an appointment for you. Yeah, and I don't remember basically offering you 
uh, you know, a working relationship. Right, that's right. Really, what you, she, she did. approached you, and she basically poached you from yeah, your other she was agent. Like, I don't care if you have another agent. And, I would like you to go with me. Yeah, and then no. when I get in there, uh, well, I don't know what you're trying to get out of me, but I'm not interested. No. I was like, like, oh no. my goodness, completely wasted your time. It makes yeah. you feel like you so, wasted her time. Absolutely like, not. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, I know. And I mean, then I, I look back to the hour I waited in the waiting room, and she was one of these. Oh, who am I waiting? Who's who did I do a favor for to get this guy in God. here? Oh, I'm not bringing him in until I have. Nothing else going oh, on, you know, like murder. Oh, <laughs> infuriating! I know. I was called in for a movie, and they asked the years ago, and they asked me to come dressed as Chloe Sevigny <laughs> oh, for this movie, and I got I just there heard dressed, and, and they at least it's an outfit you have, right? Well, yes, but <laughs> yes, as a but postman. this was before the videos came out, and this is way before I was doing the regularly, and it was just a thing I was doing, okay. you know, as a sketch thing. Oh, okay, and I walk into this movie, and they treated me like they had no idea who I was. They treated me like I was a complete crazy person. <gasps> And then, uh, and then I had to read in front of Larry Clark, you know, who directed Kids, and I'm and I'm so nervous because I just feel so out of my element. And then they don't know why I'm there, and they called me in, and they don't know why. And then, and then the casting director was so like, "You don't even look like Chloe," and it was just so. Uh, and I was like, "I know, it's a comedy thing. I do it like, I'm not even." And then, um, they go, tried who to, here told me who to told come me to do this? Like this. Raise and your then, hand and take the heat. And then I'm like, you I'm know, only like, following direction. And yeah. then, um, they tried to offer me an extra job, like as. <gasps> As a party guest, and I could be dressed as anybody I wanted, uh, and it was like the weirdest, Ew. most awful thing ever. Ugh. So, you know, people blow, but we <laughs> don't. But yet, <laughs> um, well, we're completely out of time, and I'm so sorry to well, drop a short. Yes. I love talking to you guys. I loved all this name dropping we did today. It was yeah, I mean, delicious. It was wonderful. Know, I mean, most of it was just you know, I was just in, in the food and food service. Yeah, industry, no, I know. Really, I mean, except for Don Gerler, I had a personal uh, relationship yeah, 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 with yeah. him, not his associates. Don yeah. Gerler and associates. I never met the associates. Okay, well, the associates <laughs> were the starlets on his arms, you know, and I've been yeah. dying to dob Tina Howe yeah. in. Somewhere, so. <laughs> Very happy to. I love that. I yeah. think he represented the the girl who lost out to Tina Howe. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> For, was that that bitter, was that, that bitter playwright who just never got her gown or no, her gown. to consider her gift. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to I want to thank my guests Jeremy Rowley and Michael Feldman. Thanks so much for doing the show today, you guys. Thank you for and everybody. Thanks for listening and have a week. Yes. Feral Audio.